We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Forever. Dog. Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And this is our podcast, <laughs> Scary Stories, Stories to, to Tell, tell on the Pod. pod. It's, it's a, a podcast, podcast oh. about, wow. We and you know what? And we're social isolating. <laughs> at, what's it called? Social distancing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> oh, we are doing Sorry. a bit of that, too. Anna, Social it's true. isolating is just my normal state of things. Anna and I um, are both in Los Angeles, but in the interest of serving our fellow human beings, we are doing this remotely uh, to are. do some social distancing. Because we absolutely have to. Yes. safe. Um, but anyway, this podcast is simply a podcast about um, scary stories, scary things, um, stories, people, mm-hmm. and things that we heard from people. And it's also a comedy podcast recorded by two people who've been friends for 13 years. And that is literally our blurb. Come for us. It's perfect. Come for the blurb, honey. I want to see you <laughs> fall on your damn face. <laughs> Anna, how are you? Andrew, you know what? I'm, I deal with um, anxiety disorder uh, that could probably be managed better if I went jogging, but I don't. <laughs> and uh, I've this has been um, stressful for me. But yes. I am absolutely safe. I have everything I could need. And that is good to know. I've got my little dog. I've got Jason. I've got um, uh, I've got scary ideas, mm-hmm. which is good. Um, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm also in a warm, dry place with a well-stocked fridge and a loving husband, um, but not enough clean clothes, which maybe I should fix. Oh dear. Yeah, but it'll, we'll figure it out. I got plenty of detergent. Everything's going to be fine. And little blessings. We have a washer and dryer, which is not meant to be a brag. I haven't had one for my whole adult life. And so this is a really big change for me. It's really, it's like whatever poly people have when their spouse <laughs> sleeps with someone and then you feel happy for them because they feel good. That's how I feel about you having a washer and dryer. <laughs> Yeah, just looking in, being like, I-, I can't imagine how you got there, but good for you for getting it, you know? Good for you. Happy for you. Happy to this man. <laughs> and, um, and we hope that you are all doing well, gentle listeners. I know that it's a very spooky time uh, because of very real things. And, um, and we want to say, like, it's totally natural to be stressed out and that there are a lot of things that are in our control And those little things that we can do, those like precautions that can be taken are a great way of feeling a little bit more peace. Absolutely. It's it really I've been struck by how much it feels like a um, actual uh, horror movie. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. But the truth of the matter is that if we do these very simple things and if you like me and a lot like a lot of people have a lot of anxiety in general, um, 
this is just about following directions. <laughs> and it's nice to have very simple, straightforward directions to follow, which they get less straightforward when it's like, how am I going to pay rent? And Good food? Lord, yeah. Um, but this absolutely will pass. And uh, the more time goes by, the more that we will know what will happen because more of it will have happened. Um, <laughs> so if you're having trouble with things that you don't know, then just, you know, count to one and guess what? More things have happened. So <laughs> no more. That's <laughs> so very keep true. In mind. Um, oh, Anna, can you imagine if this was the press conference that came on from the CDC <laughs> and it was just you Andrew. and I being like, every, listen, sometimes if you, okay, close your eyes, you're in the future already. Okay. So everyone open them, you're back. <laughs> that, that would be the only thing that could be worse than the actual <laughs> It's just two millennials being like, no, actually, like, if you think about it, like, I don't know if my friend told me this or if I heard it on a podcast or if it's something that I'm making up right now, but every breath is sacred. I Um, don't know how this sentence is going to end, but we are on a journey together and we're on a bobsled going down the hill and we're going to land somewhere because time just doesn't stop existing. Right. Um, And and (laughs) I will now take no questions. Uh, um, That was... But yeah, just... Go ahead. No, no. I was just going to say that was a laugh that sounded like a cough. It was not a cough. Um, it wasn't a cough. Andrew and I famously can't get sick because we are both um, triathletes. Yeah. And our lungs are made out of, um, we have iron lungs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's and a bad thing. That's what you get from a strictly pescatarian diet, which Anna and I have had from birth. Andrew and I effortlessly eat fish with every meal because we like the taste of fish. Breastfed by sea bass, baby. <laughs> No, I really regret saying that. Anyway, it's just all to say that we're that's all we're really going to say about it. Um, We're not going to not talk about it out of avoidance. um, Mm. But we we understand and love that you guys find us as a nice little escape from things like Andrew was saying before we talked. Um, And and we're not going to talk about it because we're going to provide you with material that will help your social distancing be possible. Yeah, give yourself the little treat of just thinking about stupid things to be afraid of. Yes. And here we are. So stay home. Stop kissing doorknobs. It's scary story time. Okay? Yeah. You know what? Let the halo top go and let's go straight over to Haagen-Dazs. Okay? Like, (laughs) let's just just lean in there. And that's true. And you know what? I'm going to start doing um, a lot, like a full-on workout in my house which i have not done my entire life i know except Anna. once every seven years i'm gonna do it i'm gonna be <laughs> prison ripped by the end of this thing i'm Anna. gonna look incredible i'm gonna be really asymmetrical and uh uh i have to admit that i at the beginning of this year i was like this begins a sort of fitness journey for me and the first time that i started my fitness journey i then spilled as you all know a boiling pot of soup on my legs And then that threw a wrench into that. And then when I finally recovered from that, I was like, and my fitness journey begins now. And then coronavirus happened and all the food that was left to order is all frozen French bread pizza. So it's just going to be a chubby year and that's fine. And maybe, (laughs) and maybe things. You know what? Maybe this year we need some extra (laughs) calorie stores. (laughs) I know. I'm sort of like, we'll see what happens. I'll exercise too, but, uh, you know, I'm not going to be hoarding radishes. Speaking of radishes. 
Speaking of radishes, it is a Monday. <laughs> it's a Monday, which means that it's time for the root vegetable adjacent <laughs> book trilogy. Uh, scary stories to tell in the dark. Uh, stories collected by Alvin Schwartz with drawings by Stephen Gamble. You can buy them at any store, um, but you should buy it online. Oh, man. And, and what a great thing to purchase if you have kids and they're a little spooked out right now. What a great yes. thing to read to them. Again, put that energy somewhere else. Love that. Correct. Um, and okay, great. So today I am reading a damn story. Yes. Um, this is the seventh story hmm. from Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. And this story is called The Thing. Oh my God. Perfect. Ted Martin and Sam Miller were good friends. First name, last name, Duolingo level one, very easy, very easy to understand. For the sake of some of our more critical reviewers, we're not going to make these two gay, even though you'd think that that's our whole vibe and that's what we do. It's not going to happen this time. They're not gay. You know, everyone's at home. They're chopping onions. They're they're playing their podcast through their phone instead of maybe at work through headphones. So... (laughs) Just for the sake of family friendliness, these two men, they have they have only sex with women. Mm-hmm. And they clear. don't have sex at all, actually. That's how straight they are. <laughs> and there's your representation. Having sex yes. is gay. And we all know that. <laughs> Having sex is gay. <laughs> That's true. That's a good for our t-shirts on the front. It says spooky isn't seasonal on the back. It says having sex is gay. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, God. Have fun cooking your stews. Sex is gay. Um, They spent a lot of time together, which is not gay. That's not, there's nothing gay about friendship. Again, we're getting some gimmies here and we are not taking it because representation is important. It's important and we're trying to keep it, we're trying to keep it friendly for the, for the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) On this particular night. Okay. It's night. Oh, they were sitting on <laughs> they were sitting on a fence near the post office talking about one thing and another sitting on a fence but see okay by a, by a by post, a post office. office there's nothing straighter than the post office <laughs> right uh yeah fence sitting talking about one thing or another because classically if you can only talk about one thing you're gay yeah if you're talking about one thing for more than 5 minutes right <laughs> honestly that is kind of true delving is gay Mm -hmm. any kind of delving delving into something yeah kind of ruminating with any of my gay friends any given conversation i have is about one thing because changing the subject is straight changing the subject is straight that's Mm -hmm. we're moving on we're we got to get on the highway to go to the steak town (laughs) With our quiet small wife. <laughs> okay. They're talking so, about one thing and another. Also, um, proximity to a post office, not typically something I would think of for uh, a frightening locale, but I'm sort of into that. Yes. I know. Yeah. Post office. I guess I'm picturing like the post office in of my hometown, which has some pretty uh, racist um, wooden statues of. I know it well. Yeah. They're not immigrant Americans. They're sort of the opposite. And um, <laughs> just a very tall horse. 
That's um, true. A very tall. It feels like oh, you've you know, seen that post office. I, oh yeah, Chris's folks live right near it. Um, Andrew, we said we weren't going to make this gay. <laughs> I um, did like. I think Paul F. Tompkins tweeted at some point in response to the the uh, gay criticisms of the podcast. I think when they say gay stuff, they just mean Andrew mentioning his husband. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which which fair. It's it like. It's fine. Yeah. It, I just, it's, it's funny. It's like, oh, we're, our paths are crossing with all sorts of people who would have given us full on wedgies in high I school. No, I'm kind of Which charmed nice. by it. And again, yeah. I, I think there's something really, <laughs> I think there's something really nice about like, they're still listening. <laughs> you know? I know. Uh, I, know. I just, it's nice. I think that's nice. You know what? We're all, we're all figuring things out. Sometimes I listen to things and I don't understand a reference or it doesn't relate to me. Um, but I still enjoy it. Figuring things out, though, oh, that's gay. That is gay. Problem solving? Yeah. Flaming. Very gay. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> there was a field of turnips across the road. <gasps> turnips. Turnips. Wait. <sighs> it's... Okay. A field of turnips. Well, that's very Stephen Gamble roots. It's very a root vegetable. It's very... It's the Stephen Gamble world of root vegetables. That's, right. It's something that goes beneath the earth that's full of roots. Uh-huh. Um, very spooky. Truly. Surprisingly, they saw something crawl out of the field and stand up. <gasps> it looked like a man, but in the dark, it was hard to tell for sure. As quickly as it had appeared, it was gone. But oh. soon, it appeared again. It walked halfway across the road, then turned around and returned to the field. Ugh. Oh, Ugh. it's scary. It's I don't... Fr- an indecisive ghost is frightening. Oh yeah, yeah. Like the um, a haunted house story where she like <gasps> sways back and forth, like she doesn't know what to say. Exactly. Yeah, I, that part was scary. Yeah, when a ghost is like, uh, I don't know, maybe. Yeah. Uh. It's frightening to think that um, even beings that are non-corporeal or, or have gone into the beyond still don't have all the answers, even when it, it comes to, like, what direction to go in or how far to walk. I know. If you thought that death was a release from hemming and hawing, you're wrong. <laughs> you're still going to be like, uh, should we go out to eat or should we cook? Oh, this, is, this is very scary. Also because... Um, Turnips are I'm I'm not thinking of have wait. Turnips I don't think have very tall greens, right? No. Yeah, I I mean I'm saying this as if I'm a full on turnip farmer, <laughs> a full TF, but uh <laughs> I I am what I'm picturing is something that's like cabbage height. Yeah, like which... it's it's it grows beneath the earth and it's like a white carrot, mm. right? That's a turnip. Or is that a rutabaga? Uh, um, yeah, I think that's kind. Of, I think it's a turnip, sort of okay. a yellowish, whitish. Yes. Um, but yeah. so it's like a shallow. It's shallow greens that he's crawling out of. So that's scary because it's not. It has not walked. You know, it is like this is a thing crawling on its belly or something emerging from the ground, and that's very scary to me. Yeah, I was picturing it lying like flat on its back and then sitting oh, bolt upright. God, Anna, that's so much scarier. Or it's, oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. My brain makes scary ideas. <laughs> um, 
Then, okay, so it crossed the street halfway and then went back. Then it came for a third time. Not gay. Not gay. Sorry. Started, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> then it came for a third time and started toward them. By now, Ted and Sam were scared and they started running. <laughs> but when they finally stopped, they decided they were being silly and childish. They weren't so sure what had scared them. So they decided to go back and get a better look. Pretty soon they saw it, for it was coming to meet them. Oh. It was wearing black pants, a white shirt, and black suspenders. Okay, so he's like a full-on like jazz band cater waiter. Cater waiter. <laughs> one of those one of those yeah, he's out of work right now. Wow. That, okay. Also, this is scary too. I don't associate this sort of ghost, um, a rural ghost with black pants, white shirt, suspenders. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, I know. It's wild I find that, that it's eerie. both. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. Sam said, I'm going to try to touch it. Then we'll know if it's real. He courageously walked up to it. A lot of adverbs in the story. Yeah, okay. A lot of, yeah, a lot of positive judgment. Yeah. He courageously walked up to it Hmm. and peered into its face. It had bright, penetrating eyes that sunk deep into its head. It looked almost like a skeleton. Ted took one look and screamed. And again, he and Sam ran. But the corpse-like figure followed them. Oh, It's scary. I'm picturing them running and it just walking, which is so much scarier than if it were fast. Well, also, okay, something I just want to note here, the fact that they're like, it almost looked like a man, but they couldn't be sure. Like, it almost looked like a skeleton. They weren't sure what was scary about, like, yeah. I, this is all so strange to me, and and uh, there's something, like, extra n- atypically nuanced for it for this, which is, like, their dissonance of being a- able to contend with what exactly is scary about this thing. And that's, oh, yeah. that's very frightening. It's very spooky. Um, yeah, like it, it, this story, we'll, we'll get to it, but it's, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. Um, it's spooky is the thing. <laughs> Did you know? Um, the corpse like figure followed them. Corpse like figure. Mm. It's a corpse, buddy. I, yeah, but they're not ready to get there yet. They're not ready to get there. Yeah. When they got to Ted's house, they stood in the doorway. No, close <gasps> the door. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is like uh, Sam. This is like sometimes Chris loves to like go outside during thunderstorms and watch them, and I'm like, I'm too young to be a widow. Like, <laughs> you need to get inside. We can watch this from inside. No, being a widow is gay. <laughs> Wait, where does he watch it outside? Like under an awning, or sometimes not even. Sometimes, well, if there's a porch available, he will. But sometimes it's like he'll go out, and I'll be like, don't getting rained on. Yeah. Whoa, because you can't use an umbrella during a Yeah, exactly. The man loves weather. What can I say? He just stands in the rain and gets rained on? I mean, yeah. Andrew, that's <laughs> so dreamy. It is. It is. It also, it's like, depending on which way, like, I find it charming, but also it stresses me out. Um, I can also see a version of it from an outsider perspective that it's like very creepy, where it's like, when it rains, my husband just goes out and stands in it. <laughs> He's a mermaid, Andrew. <laughs> I know. I had no idea. We met in an aquarium. Don't watch me take a bath. (laughs) We took it all. We brought them to our land. 
endless night, ember hot and icy cold, the rage of the earth, we made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Um, it stayed in the road for a while. It stayed out in the road for a while, mm. seeming to watch them in return. Mm. But once more, it vanished. No more than a year later, Ted grew horribly ill and the sickness killed him. Oh, sorry, guys. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Uh, <laughs> it was different. It was a different sickness. It I was, read um, as far to see that there were turnips and I added that in my intro and then I didn't read the end and yeah. I forgot. He I died forgot. of butt poisoning. It's all fine. He died of butt poisoning from being straight. Yeah. Because <laughs> he didn't poop because pooping is gay. <laughs> Exit only. It's like, I'm fucking the air. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry for people who are chopping peppers with their three-year-old. I'm sorry. I know. I know. We're, we're different. Maybe one day we'll make more family-friendly episodes. I mean, we're not like outrageous. Maybe that'll maybe that'll be what we do once we run out of stories. We'll do family-friendly versions. Oh, that's great. And then we'll do bad boy versions where we say swears. Oh, a bad boy after dark <laughs> episodes. <laughs> Extra raw. <laughs> Um, and just to describe how raw we are naturally, Ladybird is next to me sitting on a croissant neck pillow that Jason won in a white elephant. <laughs> and, um, and just how hard I am, I am currently baking biscuits. So everybody oh, watch out. biscuit. Like savory biscuits? Um, yeah, just like buttermilk biscuits. Ooh. Okay. I know. Grew horribly ill and the sickness killed him. Toward the end, Sam sat up with him every night. Mm. Not... That's Classic heterosexual what, behavior. Male friendships are straight. Um, one man watching another man slowly die in a hospital while calling each other friends. That is, that's the straightest thing. Yeah, I've seen sports movies. <laughs> that's right. Truly, What's it called? The only Slap- one that jumps to mind is Legend of Bagger Vance, which is maybe the gayest <laughs> sports movie of all. Is that a ghost movie? It kind of is. I think it's based on like um, a Hindu, uh, like a Hindu tale. Um, what is going on? It's it's like a, a Will Smith and um, I know who's in it. Charlize Theron, yeah. I did not know Charlize Theron was in it. Yeah, yeah, she plays like the Southern <laughs> Belle, or is it Back Southern? I have no idea. Anyway, is he a ghost? I think he's a, a, in sort of a not great tropey way. I think he's just a magical man. Magical. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's ghosty. Great. Legend of Bag- Bagger Vance is a horror movie. Yes. Um, the night Ted died, he looked like he looked just like the frightening. Th- I'll take that. Uh, no, I won't. You know what? I don't want to edit it. <laughs> the night Ted died, he looked just like the frightening thing that they had encountered a year before. Oh. The end. Ooh. Guys, scary. That one is very scary. This, yeah, this one is. Um, this <sighs> has some complex philosophical and emotional components to it. Yeah, basically, like it is this. It's Ted Martin, Sam Miller, like first name, last name. It, it's it has a lot of like very simple, straightforward things. Yeah, in the thing, um, <laughs> and in despite that, like there's so much uncertainty they're like it looks like a corpse but i don't know it, yeah. it it's not like these stories like one sunday morning or 
Hello, Kate, where they're like, oh, it's a person. Wait a minute. No, it's a ghost. They don't start at person. They start at object. Right. Which is so scary because you'd think that if you saw a zombie, you'd be like, that's a zombie. But the description is like, I don't really know what it was. So it's like, it's hard to imagine why they're having trouble describing it. Well, especially because when you look at the illustration for this story, oh, yeah. which yeah. is very one-to-one. like, Well, here we go. I can. Yeah, I can. please break it down for us. So it's, um, it's one of the more representational illustrations mm-hmm. where it like it, he really does draw what is written and it's kind of dead on facing us um it's sort of to the left a little bit and there's yeah. a lot of Stephen gamble roots a lot of Stephen gamble fog a lot of Stephen gamble shooting lights um it's a a little corpse guy sort of skinny and his head is round and it's like he's tilting his chin towards us a little bit like he's going yee um <laughs> and he's got a big wide toothy smile um, and his teeth are kind of part of his face, like that sort of very typical like corpse, like mouth thing going on. Yes. Um, but he's got a lower lip, which is which, nice. Which, you know, kind of dreamy for a skeleton. It's a little bit of a DS. In um, an off microphone, you did say, which I think is dead on, that there is something in the vibe of this of this illustration that makes <laughs> that makes you think of the lead singer of My Chemical oh, Romance. Yes. Yeah, so he he's got um his uh, he's got like dark black eye makeup that has like Lauren Conrad mascara yes. tears running down from it. Uh and he looks very much like the lead singer of My Chemical Romance whose name is Brendan Urie because the lead oh. singer of every pop punk band is named Brendan Urie <laughs> even though it's not. Jason, do you know the lead singer's name? What's the lead singer's name? Gerard Way. Gerard Way. I thought he said Gerard Wet. And I was like, that I cannot believe I did not know that lead not singer of Gerard Chemical Wett, Romance. Gerard <laughs> that his name was Gerard Wet. Gerard Wet. Okay. Gerard That's Wett. a dreamy name. Oh my god. Gerard Wet would be like the single child of two very old parents who's like too confident. Um but he's got like very bright eyes, like it, it's I know it's just white on a page, but it looks like it's shining a light. And he's got these little irises, like his irises are at the bottom of his eye. Mm. Which is very sort of animalish, and he's got a lot of Stephen Gamble roots on his face, and like a lot of shadows on the side, and he's wearing this like white. It's he's wearing the white button-down shirt with black suspenders, but the suspenders are like really skinny and mm-hmm. very hot topicy, sort of like what the kid who like used to be goth would wear to like the spring concert and band. Yes, that's exactly like, it. It has vestiges of his personality, but he's having sex now, so he like dresses a little cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also a tiny button shirt. It makes me think that this shirt is certainly rented. Yeah. Or it's either rented or he purchased it for like way too much money because he didn't know that you're not supposed to buy expensive, like you're not supposed to buy a tuxedo. Yeah. He just thought everybody, everybody did this. Yeah. Which I will say Jason does own a tuxedo because he got a last minute, um, invite to the Emmys. Oh, that's right. Sit in the nosebleeds while me and my dad sat in the front row and ate champagne with that's right they're on and will smith uh, basically listen Um, i have to say you will never regret having a tuxedo that fits you well even though it's expensive you'll never regret having it well he he couldn't rent one in time and there was a place in glendale that was like we give you one um for money but which is called purchasing but um (laughs) this is also a business podcast 
it is a business podcast and we do talk about how to purchase items. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so you give the money with your hand. Don't get scared. They're going to take it. Don't get scared. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's a good thing to own. I just feel like this guy would have bought like a crazy designer shirt because he's like, well, the celebrities wear these. And it's like, well, the celebrities get them for free. Right. It's important to know. We can't compare ourselves. Yeah, it's like he started being like, oh, I'm going to dress nicer and then bought one $400 shirt and was like, oh, wait. <laughs> like, that's what this looks like. Yeah, very um, much. Yeah. And then, man, so that's the that's the drawing. And in the drawing, it's very clear that it's a corpse. Like, it doesn't look like a thing. It's wearing a shirt. Right. Things don't wear shirts. Yeah, which means that there's some sort of cognitive fog that Sam and Ted were experiencing, which is also very scary. Yeah, scary. Scary. A cog fog. A cog um, Man. So, yeah, basically, he's, he's Gerard Way. Um, he's Gerard which- Way. Our improv group did do a, a warm up to yes, and Anna Helena. Anna is an amazing like the music video Helena, uh, where the dead woman gets up from her coffin and dances. Anna does yes. a truly all of her dance training shines. She's an amazing impression of the dead girl dance. It's great. Highly recommend. I definitely do dance. I and I remember this as everyone doing it, but then Andrew informed me that it is uh, it was just me. Well, we would we would be the umbrella dancers, <laughs> yeah. and and Anna would take would like run up and down the aisle of the empty theater before the audience came in, and we yeah. would sort of circle around her. I'm also it realizing nice. it sort of was then played out. <laughs> what was the dance my dead corpse sketch? Mike Spence wrote that one, right? Oh, Mike Spence, our friend Mike Spence, who wrote the "It Won't Kill Me." Yes, um, oh. sketch. Uh, he wrote. A sketch where I was a dancer. Yeah, you were a performance artist who had died. And at, at her funeral wanted her, or she was like a puppet artist. <laughs> and she wanted yes. her corpse puppeted around at her funeral while an audio cassette of her narrating what she was doing played. And it is, one day we'll just have to play you the audio file of it. Chris has it somewhere. <laughs> But uh, we did that at the Museum of Modern Art, everybody. Because it was art. We fully performed it with Anna, like a marionette attached to several different dowels. <laughs> yeah, that's what I did for college. Wow. That's what my degree is in. Um, who would we cast in this, Anna? Who um, would we cast I feel like we'd Jack? have to cast Gerard Way as the thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, he just, he looks so hunky as a pallbearer in that video. Mm. And that was my deepest desire as a child was to be a pallbearer, famously. Anna. The only thing. (laughs) I just wanted to be helpful in a way that wasn't desirable. I can't tell you how how happy that makes me. It just satisfies something so deeply inside of me that you... (laughs) I wanted to, but I was a kid and I was a girl and girls don't get to be pallbearers because of rules. I guess your boobs get in the way. It's hard to like care because your elbow is right next to your <laughs> body. I I, don't I know. hope you get your wish one day. I that's all I want. I'm yeah. five three. I don't have good strength, but <laughs> well, somebody but that's the thing. you're splitting it up amongst us. And don't sell yourself short. You know, at a funeral, people are six times as strong. I read that. <laughs> and you read that after you wrote it down. And right? I read that you after read I wrote it, it down. <laughs> you read it off the paper after you wrote it. I read that somewhere. <laughs> 
And the paper um, was my income tax return. And I was like, oh, yes. my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, who else for this character? I'm picturing maybe Giancarlo Esposito, maybe, for the oh, thing. Oh, yeah. I think he'd be very good. That's really good. I My my pitch, which I know I've cast these two before, but I, I think it could work well. Um, my pitch would be, and I know I've used these two before, but I think they could really work for something like this to kind of capture the mundanity. For Ted and Sam? Uh, for Ted and Sam would be uh, Anna Conkle and Maya Erskine from um, Pen15. I feel yeah, like that's they could be good. pretty cool as the two. Like dressed up to look like the kind of guys who sit near a post office at night. Yeah, I'm definitely seeing um, prosthetic Adam's apples, like big ones. Whoa, you know that's smart. That's really smart because that strikes me. I don't know. I don't know why I think of um, Adam's apples being a, a physical quality that I think are predominantly featured of people who live on the plains, but I, I just do. Yeah, I guess like the necklines are a little lower. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Not a whole lot of mock turtlenecks in the, in the <laughs> America's bread basket. Um, yeah. Who? I was picturing a Hayden Christensen from these Star Wars prequels. Oh movies. yeah. Again, sort of like a Adam pro- prominent Adam's apple. Lot of Adam's apple, like sort of a dumb look. Like not dumb, but like it, he he's got big lips and like a big eyes, so he doesn't have to think too much. Oh, I hope he's um, okay. Is he? I don't know. I just, we, we haven't seen him in anything for a while, right? Uh, probably he doesn't like working or money. Yeah. I just I always, know. I feel bad for people who get caught in those situations where it's like, it's not his fault, you know? Like. He should have just been more Scientologist, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, no, I think he's okay. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, yeah, like sort of straightforward. Uh, or our friend Jack Quaid, I think would be oh, good. Oh yeah, Jack Quaid's great. He's, He's really great. Also very Adam's Appley, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's weird to talk about a, a like a clo- uh, an acquaintance from college comedy to be like, I've looked at your throat. <laughs> I think for me, I've always sort of coveted having an Adam's apple. I have a thicker neck, not? and oh. so uh, you know, it's just not it's just not as there. And she to hiding. me, an Adam's apple was sort of always like. That means you play basketball, you know. <laughs> That's actually true. Yeah, the the throat gets bigger the more the more hoops you shoot. <laughs> Who would we cast as the lady who's in the post office watching all of this happen? Oh, great! Um, would you have? A, do you have an inkling? I oh, I very much thought either Michelle Buteau. <gasps> Love Michelle Buteau. Yeah, she's so good at like seeing people be kooky and then like reacting in a grounded way without making that person feel crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's a strength of hers. Like, okay, I see what you're doing. Um, <laughs> yes. uh, just watching them. Like those boys have been talking about, I like bricks. I like bears. I think that's a great casting for it. I think so too. Yeah. This, I, I think, I think this might be one of the most lingering scary stories in all three for me. Say more. Yeah. Okay. Um, th- it's the thing we talked about, which is like, it's taken us a while to unpack what the experience of the characters was and also our experience of why this is scary. Um, I think also it plays into a fear that all of us have, which is like 
that uh, our time on Earth is, is, is not infinite and that we at some point have to say goodbye to people we care about. Yeah. Um, which is very scary. And also there's something very specifically not resting on the laurels of horror, which is um, – Laurels of laurels horror. Laurels of horrors. laurels. <laughs> um, which is, first of all, turnip. Turnip field as a place of horror is that's strange. Po- yes. uh, proximity to post office as a place where something scary can happen, very strange. Yes. Um, and crisp white shirt uh, suspenders from Turnip Field. Yeah, weird. No, turnip Field is t-shirt. Yeah, Turnip Field is t-shirt or or plaid flannel at best. You know? Yeah, you're right. It is lingering because it is it's literally haunting because you still have to figure out what it is. And it's because like, like that's the clothes he'd be buried in, I would guess. Yeah. Which that's scary. Like, a thing that wants its toe back, that for me, I get it. I know what that <laughs> is. You took the toe, it wants the toe. It's a ghost who wants the toe. You ate it, kid. Uh but this is sort of like this could have happened. We don't know. Yeah. Spooks my ass. It does feel like something that that like an uncle could have told me that I wouldn't have been like, okay, whatever. Like I, I would assume that maybe not all of the aspects are true, but I would say like this clearly impacted this person because it involved someone that they lost, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. That scares me. It's scary. Um, Anna, can I propose a different segment today? Yes. Yes. What is it? Um, this is something opposite of spooky that happened to you this week. Wow. Like some or, yeah. or recently. I won't even say this week. Something, something opposite of spooky. Opposite of spooky. Wow. This is actually, I think it might be right on. Like something that would be spooky, but is instead delightful. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw Abby, who is Billy Domino and Liz yes. Moore's beautiful moo cow pit bull dog. Mm-hmm. Or Pitbull, she looks like a cow. There's no other way to describe this dog. Um, We were at a place in Joshua Tree a little while ago, and the place had a a hot tub, and a LaCroix can fell in and was bobbing around. (gasps) And seeing Abby follow that can around and like floating through the bubbles and stuff, uh, it was like watching an animal hunt. And she, but she didn't know what it was. And she was sort of like moving her head around, like swiveling, like looking at it, re- recoiling, sniffing it, going towards it, like she's going to get it and then running away. <laughs> it was, it's sort of like how, was it Uta Hagen or Stella Adler who said, don't ever act with children or, or don't ever act with cats because they're so engaged. Somebody definitely that, said that. And that someone definitely said that it, it may have just been me who said it, <laughs> but uh, it was, she was so completely engaged and focused and it was fascinating to watch wow that is I, abby's a great dog i'm she's really good how was her dynamic with ladybird um ladybird is a grumpy dog mm-hmm. who needs a real a true bottom to get along with uh, <laughs> like a dog who's just gonna take her growls and ignore it um and i think abby was pretty much that like they were they were at their best when they had a common um goal of like watching humans cook or yes uh going outside like they coexisted beautifully oh that's Um, nice ladybird was a little growly biatch with her and and abby was so 
um, comfortable with it. The only time Abby was a little bit like go to hell was when I gave her a big braided bully stick, <gasps> um, which is famously bull penis yes. treat that dogs love. And then she was territorial around that, which makes sense because it is delicious. <laughs> I've had hundreds of them myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, they did so good. Oh, that's really nice. And Ladybird's growl is very cute, so I like it when she growls. Yeah, she's got a great growl. I'm not supposed to like it, but I do. <laughs> um, Andrew, what's something opposite of spooky that happened to you this week? Okay. Or whenever? I'm going to cheat a little bit already. Um, okay. But something that happened recently is that Chris and a friend of the podcast, Paul, uh, who gave me the Brune Vaughn book about urban legends, we were taking an Uber uh, on a Friday night, and our Uber driver was like super fascinating in that they had a uh, a lace, a black lace fan that every time oh. there were headlights coming, the driver would like flip open the fan to block the light from their eyes. No, which I was no. I was gagged for. I thought I was like, this is also so smart. Like clearly, this is a thing that they had that they had uh, been doing for a while. And um and we were talking about the podcast and when we got back to our place the driver was like hey what's the name of your podcast I'd love to check it out and then they did and then they tweeted at us and it was so nice that is so amazing and I, well I, that I I I wrote a status that was like I just had the best I just had the best uh, Uber driver and they used this fan to block oncoming light and it was the most amazing dramatic wonderful thing i've ever seen and then i was like that should be employed by as many people as possible that rocks that's the thing that has really thrown me about driving at night is yeah. the light and i know. figured it out so smart person. i know i was looking for their i was looking for their twitter I was looking for their Twitter handle and I just, (laughs) no, and I just can't find it, but they were very nice. Um, If you have the Uber driver with the fan to block out light, you're in for a real treat. They're great. And congrats to your ass. Congrats Um, to your ass. That was so great. Um, Oh, how fun. Andrew, it's so good to be back in the saddle with you. Me too, Anna. I feel the exact same way. Um, Thank you all for listening and we're just sending you the warmest love. Um, We are. Anna, you make this whole experience a little less scary. Andrew, you too. I'm so grateful for your friendship. And I'm so grateful for this baby that we have that is called a podcast. Um, and and everybody else, we want you to do the opposite of this, which is get out forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.